What's up, guys? This is your Anime DJs back with the BS Hour, episode 19. First, we're going to do uh, some not-so-good anime reviews. It's, it should be pretty fun. Um, some things were hilariously bad that we saw. And then we're going to get into Who's Your Home Hero, which we will explain a little bit later. But first, Tyler, you want to get us into some news? Yeah, so uh, hopefully y'all haven't forgotten, but Black Clover's new movie... Uh, the Sword of the Wizard King is going to be out on June 16th, which is uh, four days from today. Uh, and it's going to be on Netflix. Uh, are we excited about that, boys? Yeah, I'm I'm really excited for that. It looks uh, looks like an interesting plot for it. Um, so actually, it's going to drop the day after this episode releases on Friday this week. Oh, that's right. Uh, this ain't the rundown, so... <laughs> we we do re we record on mondays so we'll give tyler a pass on that one <laughs> hey um, i was i was halfway right bro if, if we were talking about the rundown then i would have been right so fair enough fair enough but yeah i i uh don't have netflix and i don't watch black clover um you I'm guys will probably tell me about it but i'm pretty sure this is going to be a non-canon uh movie too right yeah, I, I think, think so. it's I think it's non-canon. So if there's a lot of boxing bass, we'll let you know. All yeah. right. Yeah, y'all, y'all give me the pre-review. I appreciate that. It's just gonna be coming here going boxing, boxing, boxing. <laughs> <laughs> they were throwing hands, bro. <laughs> we also got some exciting news. Um, so I've never read this manga, but it's called Blackjack. It's um coming up on its fiftieth anniversary. So they're going to release a new manga, co-produced by the mangaka. And the production company, Tetsuo Productions, Tezuka, not Tetsuo, sorry, my home here on the mind, <laughs> and ChatGPT. So we're going to get our first taste of AI manga, and I'm interested to see how that goes. That's really interesting. I, I'm really a little, maybe not confused, but like interested to see how that works out. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, I mean, if they like do enough, like... I don't massaging of Chad GPT. I'm pretty sure they can like teach it like the storytelling aspects that they've used in the past. So it'll be pretty crazy to see. It will be. You guys want to get right into it? Let's knock yeah. it out. Let's do it. So today we are doing some not so good anime reviews. And um, that might be not enough of an exaggeration at how bad some of these <laughs> shows we watched were. <laughs> Uh, we took a look at three shows, three of the worst rated shows on Mall and Annie List and all the other anime like rating conglomeration websites. And uh, we're going to talk about them. We're going to talk about our opinions, go over some of the plot points so you don't have to watch them. And uh, they're bad. They're real bad. Yeah, they <laughs> are. Just, just to mention, these are randomly picked by uh, generator, uh, website generator. So we had issues uh actually getting three uh sub four uh rating animes <laughs> yeah there were only like four of them and we tried to do sub three at first and there was only one and i'll get to talk about that one so if you guys know from that you might know what i'm gonna get into but bass when to get us started yeah man my uh my assignment was uh gbiate Gibiate, excuse me. It is a um, so far one season, twelve episode uh, show. It was released in July 2020 and produced by Lunchbox and Studio Ellie. Um, it is set in 2030 Tokyo, 
and the whole situation is that a virus is turning humans into GBI or like animal monsters. They're like, uh, can be anything, but most of them are like scorpion geckos. Uh, you have some like a uh, big <laughs> one, like the boss fights is like a bat headed, bat headed gorilla with like spikes. Um, so you basically just watched a bunch of smile pirates from the beast animal kingdom pirates fight these yeah, guys. Yeah, pretty much, man. Pretty much. <laughs> it was, it was really, it was terrible storytelling, but I thought it was funny. It, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, to be honest. Um, I give it like a four or a high three, which is right about what it, what it's rating. But I was just expecting it to be so much worse because we did look at all the trailers for each one of ours. And my trailer was worse than what the anime actually was. Um, so we have to start our two, uh, two of our three like main characters um, are getting exiled from Edo, Japan. And they randomly get like blipped to 2030. And this is where the storytelling gets really bad. And it seems very, very rushed. So they meet another character. It's a girl who's gone through this whole experience the last two years with this epidemic in Japan. And they very quickly like deduce that they're from the Edo period and they kind of just accept it without questioning it at all. Cause it's supposed to be like normal Japan with a crazy epidemic. They're like, Oh, so much crazy stuff is going on. We'll just accept that you're from the Edo period. And then the samurai and the ninja that got put into the future, they also like, are very easily accepting of it. Um, you can tell it's very, very rushed. They don't explain the plot. They don't explain why they're there, what happened, to them, or how it happened. So you had to watch an isekai. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, but it was it was just so silly. It was just so silly. Um, and I think the reason that this had such a low rating is why would you release an anime about an epidemic during like the worst pandemic of like the last hundred years? You know, everybody's already scared. It was July, so we were still trying to figure out what COVID was and, like, try to figure out how to navigate it, and then you're going to drop something like this on everybody's head. <laughs> you know, you probably wouldn't have rated it that high back then. You were like, I don't want, like, this is what's going on outside. I don't want to hear about this right now. Uh, thankfully, thankfully, with COVID-19, we weren't getting turned into, uh, I believe you said, scorpion geckos, because that would have been a lot scarier. <laughs> scorpion body gorillas. gecko heads. <laughs> it's it's such it, so the storytelling was really really bad um it seemed very rushed um nobody asked questions about anything they just kind of accept everything at face value and they keep moving um the monsters can't be most of them can't be like killed with guns but one of the mcs can take them down with tasers like a like a literally like a literally like a police taser like you know the ones that they shoot with the, like the two probes she like wraps them around the boxes and then like takes them down for like 10 minutes and it's it's just horrible the worst part of this was the cgi the storytelling was really really bad uh the characters were flat and very unappealing i watched i got through three and a half episodes and i just had to stop um each episode was about 25 minutes and i was like i'm not wasting any more of my time with this I, i've seen enough to tell you guys that it's fucking bad. Um, it's I think, just, oh, I think it's this bland. sounds better than um, Campfire Cooking in Another World, though. Oof. <laughs> How was the animation? Animation uh, was very pretty in that. Yeah. Well, there you it go. Wasn't, it wasn't CGI. <laughs> okay. The story seems more interesting, though. 
Yeah, it was. It sounds like a really interesting uh, concept. I would not recommend you watch this because the it's the story's flat. They don't do a good job of making things impactful. Like one of the like the ninja ends up like wrapping um, the like the gorilla bat thing up by its neck and choking it out on a tree. The screwdriver stuck into it. <laughs> And they try to make it look badass, but it, it they just do a terrible job at it. They like do like a little cutscene. He's like, "Take that!" And I'm like, "What? Like, bro? Like, all you do is you hung him. Like, relax, my guy." Um, it's just everything's just so flat. It's it's the the it's a good concept, but whoever wrote the dialogue for this, not great. Um, I think it was this. It was not based off of an actual manga, so they were just kind of creating the script on the fly, and the writers did not do a good job. The CGI, like I said, is terrible, but the models are like really stiff, and it kind of seems like a kid playing with like action figures, uh, <laughs> a little bit. Like they're all like they all like move really stiffly. It's 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 by it. It's by it. Um, one of the things I thought was funny. It was supposed to another. It was supposed to be like another really impactful moment. Um, there's like the mentor for one of the MCs, like the girl that was from 2030. Um, there's an old guy, and you can tell like right off the get go. He's going to die. So the monsters mostly come out at night and like he's, they pick up the samurai and the ninja, let them get in the truck. They don't question anything about the truck. They're like, whoa, this is faster than a horse. Um, and that's it. That's all they say about it. And like, you would think somebody from hundreds of years ago, one would be afraid to be going 60 miles an hour. Um, they've never experienced any speed like that. And they, one, they hopped in this thing that they don't know nothing about. Um, but yeah, it's starting to get dark. And he's like, you know what? I'll just go grab my sword since you're a samurai. You need a sword, right? I got one at my house. Convenient. Um, but then he's out at night when the monsters come out. It's like, why would you risk your life to get a sword when you could have just waited to the next day? And he ends up dying, not from that, from something else. <laughs> but then like all the characters are like crying because he's such a good guy and bullshit like that. There's only like 50 people left in Tokyo at this point. And like, I'm just sitting like sitting there like, Five minutes in, I knew he was dead. He was just doing <laughs> dumb shit. And it was like more funny than it was sad. And they had like all like the sad music playing in the background. Everybody's got tears rolling down their face. And I'm just sitting there chuckling at the, how laughable this whole character and this situation was. So do you think Tyler would have cried during this scene? Probably. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <true. laughs> So I have a big question. So we watched the trailer for this last week and mm -hmm. um, it looked like when people were talking, their lips and teeth weren't moving. Was that actually how the show was or did like they have like dialogue no. where like, there was it actually they, their mouths were moving. That okay. was very scary. I was afraid of that. OK, they good. weren't moving very well. There was it was a very low frame count that you could tell this was a low budget anime. Um, it just reeked of rushed stupidity. And I feel bad for the people that worked on this and then produced this and then the world took it the wrong way because they did release it in July of 2020. Like, come on. It's like, maybe let's wait until this calms down a little bit. I think if they release this now, it'd probably do a little bit better. But people watching this when it first came out, I mean, one of the one of the reviews on Crunchyroll, if you go to, it's the first review. It says this is a top 13,000 anime for me. <laughs> which is ridiculous uh you never want to hear about that when you've worked on something for like a year it took them a year to make 12 episodes and this was it um they were talking about coming out with a second season but i don't think that's likely um uh, it was it was better than uh, alice gear agus for sure 
Um, At least like that was animated well, though. It was just an awful cash grab. Yes, a, a very blatant cash grab. This one, just the writing, it was so unimpactful. Everything felt, felt flat. It sounds like a good concept, but when you watch this, please don't. Um, there's just nothing to hold on to. It's absolutely nothing for you to like keep wanting to watch it. The, the characters are flat. The plot's flat. They have a good concept, but they just don't know how to write it. Um, that's all I got, man. That was bad. That was bad. <laughs> so you said you were giving like a, a high three or a four? A high three, yeah. Just because the story concept was good. The character concepts were good, but they just did a terrible fucking job of, of explaining everything. Okay. Do you remember what the, uh, the uh, Mal and Crunchy rating was off the top of your head? Um, I think Average. it was a. I think it was a mid four. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say usually we're like uh, you, you know a number or two below where Mal has it because a lot of people will, will like you know if they watch the show they liked it all the way through and then they'll rate it you know when a lot of people who like just pick it up and watch one or two episodes won't rate it so. Yeah, it, it could definitely. I could see this getting a lot worse, especially if they don't explain the things that happened in the first three episodes. It, it would go down significantly, but I, I try to be a little bit easier on things when I only get to watch three or four episodes. It's just wild that uh, with all three of our shows that we were doing, there's still people putting nines and tens for this shit. Like, how how do you get that? <laughs> I don't taste. know, man. Poor taste. Like, I don't I don't get it, but. <laughs> Uh, they must be delusional. I don't know. Yeah, I think some people just aren't being very critical of what they're watching. Or maybe they're watching it in the background. It's like, oh, that sounded ph- phenomenal. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, you want to get us into your show? Yeah, so um, I I we I wrote uh, a show called Wonder Momo. And this is a show from 2014. It is five episodes long. And... The episodes are seven minutes long. So pretty, it's like equivalent of one episode, basically. Um, Good for you, brother. But it feels so much longer. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, So the studio doing it was called Studio Graphinica, um, which has done like Helsing, Gridman, actually, um, some idle anime. So I was kind of surprised at that. Uh, the source of this uh, show is a game and it's actually a side-scrolling beat-em-up arcade game from 1987. So kind of like Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter type of shit. You see you see an arcade. That's what this anime is based off of. So uh, it got uh, 3.47 on Mal and I think it was 2.5-ish on Crunchyroll. So a big difference. Um... So basically, to get into this, uh, Wonder Momo, uh, to sum it up, it's about an airheaded high school girl who, like, inspires to be a top idol, and she gains the ability to turn into a superhero who has to help fight off alien invaders. So to sum this up even more... We have a budget Wonder Woman fighting. Uh, I don't even know what to call them. It do, they don't even look like aliens, bro. It looks like detectives. It looks. It's like uh, there's there's some that's like a, in like detective suits, and there's some that's um like um 
uh, I don't like they're in like black skin tight suits and they have red mask on. That's that's the that's the cronies in this. Okay. So, okay. Did did you do any research on Wonder Momo before you watched it or no? No, I, I did all the research that I just said after I watched it. So So Wonder Momo is actually an arcade beat 'em up from Namco back in nineteen eighty seven. So this is this is another cash grab based on a video game. Yeah. <laughs> and I I seen I was expecting I did look it up, uh like the game that it was based on because I was kinda curious since we did Alice Gears Agus. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no way they made a side-scrolling beat-em-up from 87, an arcade game, into an anime. And they thought it was going to be good. <sighs> but here we are. <laughs> Gotta get that money. So I'm going to describe basically how all the episodes went, all five of them. So basically, you have seven minutes. You have the first minute is the intro. Then you have... The next five minutes, which is the plot. And this is how the plot goes every time. They do like, um, let's see, uh, two and a half, two to two and a half minutes of Momo, which is the uh, protagonist, main character, being an absolutely like crazy airhead. Like, she's just dumb, bro. And then they follow that up with two and a half minutes of Momo and... We, we see others join up eventually um, fighting Dominions and then finishing up with a boss fight with that literally gets one shot usually. And then <laughs> uh, we, we end it with one minute of outro. That's every episode, bro. Every episode follows that same pattern. So I'm not, not even joking. Very creative. Dude, you had you had basically like the old school like Pokemon episode where it's the exact same plot every episode. <laughs> yeah, so like uh, you know, we we find out how she gets to be uh superpower finds out how she gains the ability to be Wonder Momo. Uh basically a detective, like a green alien that looks like a detective, got the hat, got the uh the collar flared up, you know. And just looks shady as hell. Just meets her in like some kind of subway uh, thing, tunnel, and puts a spirit ball and floats it towards her. And it goes into her chest and walks away. And she's just like, oh, what was that? That was kind of weird. And just continues about her day. Well, that was weird. (laughs) And then she gets back to the school because uh, her teacher was wanting her. But this was after she ran off to her model interview, which was canceled because for some odd reason. So she goes back to the school and aliens start attacking. And then all of a sudden she just like, oh, I can uh, I can be a superhero. And she just starts transforming. It's the same transformation phase every single time. It's like so. It's it's basically like a, I don't know, like a. It's like watching Sailor Moon, where they use yeah, the Sailor, exact yeah. same scene when they <laughs> transform like every episode. Budget Sailor Moon shit. transformation, basically, and uh, and it doesn't really explain how she transformed, why she transformed, or anything like that. And then she just starts fighting these aliens, and uh, 
And then the boss comes out. Like I said, there's always a boss at the end and um, comes out and her fighting attacks. She's just basically punching at this moment. Uh, it wasn't doing no effects on the boss. So a hula hoop just happens up here and she picks it up and it turns Not into a, hoop. a magical hula hoop. <laughs> and she like one shots the boss with it. And like, and then it just cuts the credits, you a know, for the last minute. A hula yeah, hula hoop. So, Dude, this sounds electric. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So basically, it's the same shit going on until we actually meet. Um, I think the episode two or three, they go to an idol fair and she meets the top idol. And the top idol, um, the aliens attack the idol fair, and it turns out. The top idol is actually a Wonder Woman, but she call gets she's known as uh like a- Amazona, I think it is. So she's literally Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah, she's like Amazona. That's Walmart, her name. Great value Wonder Woman. And so they team up and fight each other, and they're rivals, by the way. Amazona hates Momo, whatever, and uh, then. Why? She's, she's mad because she's the only bad bitch and now there's yeah. another one up and coming so she's gonna watch out for her top spot you know okay yeah. okay okay and so you know like i said the same layout happens a bunch of minions come they they work together to beat the one shot the boss basically blah blah, blah. um and the next episode comes and we meet momo's mom who is actually the original wonder momo <laughs> <laughs> You know, we, we, you know, like I said, the Amazona and, you know, the young Wonder Momo have bad blood because Amazona hates her, but she's a real big fan of the original Wonder Momo. And that's the reason why she hated her because she thought, thought that she was fake, you know? And so her mom, the original Wonder Momo, uh, said, oh, hey, we got a war coming. Because the detectives, alien detectives that introduced uh, Momo, the young Momo, to the powers said that the war is coming back and the aliens are going to attack on a full scale, blah, blah, blah. And uh, so now they're coming back to ask if they will fight for them again, like the original Wonder Momo did in the beginning. Um, And so she's like, oh, well, we three can make a team. And we're going to call it Team Momo. So. (laughs) I'm thinking. Okay. I might have the worst show, but I might have like the best like (laughs) one to watch. (laughs) And so now we're on to the finale, bro. So this is this is where all the things come together. This is supposedly going to be the big um war you know the aliens are invading on a full scale uh you know you got team momo over here they're the only ones that can stop the aliens from invading Team Momo, and basically uh they just fight the hordes like i said for the the last two and a half minutes they still make it where the first two minutes or so is like just bullshit hour and then the last two and a half minutes it's the fighting and so they fight the horde, and uh, then all of a sudden they decide to take a teleport. 
to the enemy base, you know, the ship or whatever, wherever the masters are gathering from in order to go to Tokyo. They're going there, all three of them. And they do a speech and all that good stuff. And then they teleport there. And then they do another speech, top deal. And then they rush into battle. And then it cuts to credits. We don't even we don't <laughs> no, even no see end? it. No, we end? Don't even no get resolution. To see what happens. Oh no. no. Come on. You it watched just, all that for nothing. It just rushes. It just shows them rushing into battle and nothing actually happens. It just cuts to credits. And that's it. So yeah, um, I felt like this was very predictable. Like I said, I broke it down and the predictability. Uh, it had literally zero story. Uh, but, I mean, with five minutes of plot, what can you expect, bro? Five minutes plot, five <laughs> minutes, you know, five episodes. Uh, don't really have a lot of time to introduce the story. Uh, I felt like they could have made it better, maybe, if they made it into, like, a over-the-top fighting anime and showed like a lot of fighting mm-hmm. and made it like humorous, kind of like MASH does, Mashal does, and make it more like a gag comedy uh, superhero anime. I think if they did those things, it would make it better. And uh, and also my biggest issue with this was, you know, the finale where they, you know, you spent all this build up, getting to this final fight, and then right before they actually get into the final end, you just you just say, okay, we're done, you know? This sounds Wild. like they were like trying to re- remind people that they have a game. No, this this sounds like it was like a five-minute commercial that they would put on TV like between animes, like at like Saturday night or something, you know? Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it was pretty wild. Uh, the animation was decent, though. Um, I'll give it that. Uh, we was kind of worried about, uh, I think Bass, we watched the trailers and Bass was saying that it kind of looked flickery and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And it wasn't like that at all. Um, the animation was actually pretty decent. The OP and outro music was pretty decent, too. I mean, it's what I expect from an idol type anime, I guess you could call it. Even though it wasn't pure idol, it had idol in it, so... <laughs> Yeah, I mean the trailer uh, this looked like it was animated at like 12 fps. Yeah, <laughs> like, it was it was, it was, it was um, almost gave me a seizure. And one of the, like a, another big thing I disliked about it, like I mentioned before, the transformation scenes uh was reused and what little fighting they did do, uh the fighting scenes, they was really heavily reused too. So she would like uh punch these minions like do like a bunch of punches as a a horde was rushing in and you would just see her punching away and the minions in the black suit and the red mask would just like pile up comically pile up on top of each other um like a body pile um you would see the same shit over and over in each episode so it wasn't really even like a different fighting style it was the same it was the same punches what little we did see so i mean jesus uh Gotta reuse those assets. It was, yeah, I mean, it was basically her being an airhead and the show going like, uh, how how close can we get to Wonder Woman and Sailor Moon on five (laughs) dollars? So, with that being said, um, I'm gonna give it like a probably two and a half or three just because it was comical just watching it and the animation wasn't that bad. So, 
<laughs> All right. Oh, we so, did this so you guys wouldn't have to. So I'm going to get us into the 2014 masterpiece animated by Studio Dean, nice. known as Pupa. Pupa has like a two rating. It's a series of 12 four minute long episodes with like a 30 second intro and like a 30 second outro. So it's like three minutes of anime per episode. It took me an hour and a half to watch because <laughs> the combination of hentai game ads and me having to step away from my computer because I was just shook. <laughs> <laughs> I was leaving message with the boys at Discord like, guys, I, I'm, I'm, I'm scarred. This is awful. I'm terrified. <laughs> I, I want to add and make sure everybody knows this is actually the lowest rated anime on Mal. The absolute, <laughs> this is the bottom of the barrel Dan had a bad role. I feel for my man. Good, it was a great role. It oh, was a okay. great role. Hey, hey. Whatever <laughs> so, you like, man. They picked, they picked I, the right dude. <laughs> I'm going to go through the plot just because I want people to understand how fucked up this is. Because <laughs> if I just start talking about it, it's gonna be like, oh, that doesn't sound that bad. But you need to understand the pacing of this show. So it starts off at a high school. And uh, there's a brother and a sister. Utsusu is the brother and Yume is the sister. So basically they're walking home from school and Yume meets a mysterious woman who we come to find out his name is Maria. And all this lady says is, hey, get home before you see the red butterflies. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Okay. <laughs> but she sees this little stray dog walk up to her. She's like, oh no, are you hurt? And then this giant parasitic monster just comes out of the dog and attacks her. Infecting her. And her brother finds her lying in the middle of like a park. He's like, oh, my God, what happened to you? And she just all, all of a sudden morphs into this monster and just eats him. Eats <laughs> this her brother. First oh, this, is, this, this is 45 seconds into it. Holy shit. <laughs> she also eats two other people. And basically, <laughs> after that, she turns back into a human. And Maria walks up to her like, hey, uh, you're coming with me. And she just sees her brother being put in a body bag and has like an existential crisis. That is the first episode. That is it. Yeah, we're talking, remind y'all, three minutes. Yeah. But at least like they didn't the, waste any time. That three minutes slaps <laughs> you across the face. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh shit, bro. So we go to the next episode, which is a flashback episode. And basically, Yume and her brother have very abusive parents. Her dad's just beating the shit out of her mom, beating the shit out of the kids. And instead of animating this with people, they use teddy bears. Excuse me? So you see a mom and a dad teddy bear and two kid teddy bears. Oh, my and God. you just like see like like literally like a teddy bear arm swinging and then just like fluff and tears and everything all over these teddy bears. So <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> no. we then go back in. So that's episode two. So we learned a little bit about their upbringing. We go on episode, I think it was. That's good. You know, that's more backstory than what we got combined. <laughs> yeah, but it was teddy bears. <laughs> <laughs> like this shit was so traumatic. They used teddy bears to show it. <laughs> Sounds like they need some hula hoops, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think it was. I don't remember if this is the third or fourth episode. I'll go through both of them. But basically, after that, the dead brother and the girl are taken back to this mysterious woman Maria's lab to be studied. 
And all of a sudden, the brother is just alive again. And it turns out that he got infected by the parasite as well. He doesn't have the monster tendencies, but he's got crazy regenerative powers. Okay. So, like, he, the man was eaten down to, like, his torso and he comes back to life. Maria wow. says, hey, your sister has an insatiable hunger for human flesh. And you have regenerative powers. Oh, so the only way no, no, she's no. going to survive is if you let her eat you to feed her. <laughs> okay. That's so fucked. <laughs> that's, that's, that's like the third or fourth episode. The other one is we get a flashback from Yume about her childhood and his family. And basically his mother thinks that Ume is a demon spawn from the start. Like the little girl is born with teeth. Ew. Disgusting. Yeah. And nice. she like it, when she's in the womb, she's like, oh, no, I got to abort you. Literally like we got to go get an abortion. Holy fuck. <laughs> and then I from what she says, she starts feeling incredible pain. Like the baby saying, no, you can't abort me. OK. After she has the kid, she just decides for the safety of his of her son, she's going to kill the baby and she takes out a box cutter and just goes at this kid. But the kid's fine. So I'm like, was she always a fucking demon? Was she only infected at a later date? Like, what the fuck is going on here? We get did, to epi- oh, go for explain it. it. No, not at all. Oh, of course, they don't. Nope. <laughs> nope, not at all. Gotcha. So we get to the next episode or I don't know. I think I, I have my notes. I have episode six, but I was just kind of in a blur writing this because I was so scared. <laughs> <laughs> it is a three-minute scene of Yume eating Ususu, just moaning Oni-chan, and you have the most vile, disgusting, like grotesque oh. noises of oh, her chan. eating, of her eating human flesh. Oni this this is going, what this is what we heard in the trailer. Yeah, <laughs> that shit was creepy. Oni Y'all should go check out this trailer. That Oni that trailer chan. had me fucked up. Oni-chan. <laughs> so it gets weirder. Liar. It gets okay. we- oh no, it gets weirder. So, <laughs> like, can we just then, stop now? The next episode <laughs> is Maria, this doctor, in like some weird cave hot spring that's somehow attached to the lab she works in, which makes no sense. Okay. But she's butt ass naked. Talking about how she wanted to be impregnated with the seed of these two kids who are siblings. So we're going to get demon incest baby folks. And that that just set, <gasps> set me off. I was like, what no. the fuck am I watching right My now? My skin's crawling. <laughs> her associate Makoto, who turns out to be her brother after I did a little like Google search and is like, oh, I'm just here to fondle your breasts. I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? Like, what is this? Get me out of here. And then casually states at the very end, like, oh, by the way, uh, the parasitic organization of Japan is after the siblings because they want to study them. Guess what happens next episode? They get kidnapped <laughs> by this organization. They've got you wow. made chained to a chair, blindfolded, and you can just hear in the background her brother screaming as doctors are dissecting him. But since he has super regenerative powers, his organs are growing back before they even hit the table. Oh, so you may listen to this for like a minute and then just goes on a parasitic powers to come out. She goes on a rampage and kills like 40 people. <laughs> <laughs> armed men with mp5s like just takes them all down and then the brother and sister meet up like nothing happened 
like oh boy like oh yeah i'm so glad to be back with you let's leave and go to school the next the next episode is like him like them sitting under the bleachers while she eats him like it's just so fucked up so how many times does it show does it does it make it a day an episodic feature of him or her eating him twice okay at least only twice that's good at least only twice but so like you get to the last episode and it's a flashback of basically um her abusive father stepped on her bear as a kid and the bear needed to be replaced because it was damaged so they walked to a toy store and they realize he doesn't or utsusu realizes he doesn't have enough money to buy a new a new bear but there's conveniently a a raffle going on and all of his friends come up and give him the raffle tickets like it's a really cute little scene like that and he doesn't win shit. He wins a little hairpiece <laughs> that you see her wearing throughout the, the show up until this point. And then that's the end. <laughs> well, but what about I'm, the incest baby? What about a lot of things? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that you're not uh, disappointed in that, Dan. Uh, oh, no, I was all in at that point. I was ready. I was ready for a demon <laughs> oh, incest boy. baby. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, like... The, the portrayal of children being abused as teddy bears just set me off. I was like, what the f- who thought of this? This was That's fucking fair. nuts. That's fair. Uh, the flashback scene with the mom, so fucked up. Like, I'm not even sure if it actually happened. It could just be like some weird ass thing that you, me, thinks happened. Like, I don't know. Like, they don't explain it at all. Um, again, the sound of Yume eating her brother and eating flesh was just so disturbing. The demon incest baby was the best part of the plot. I'm so sad I didn't get to see this grotesque monster be born. I wonder how they made that sound happen. Oh, dude, it had to be like an animal eating like a live carcass. Like, I don't even... They probably could have just mashed up some fruit. (laughs) It didn't sound like eating fruit, though. Unless, I guess you're really smacking your lips. I don't know. Like, it was gnarly. But, uh, yeah, the ending had me so mad because I was like, I just watched... 12 episodes for this i wanted I, I at that point i was invested and i wanted to get into it i might dead ass read the manga because i've heard the manga is actually <laughs> no i've heard the manga is actually oh, okay. really good oh okay and this oh, adaption is just god awful gotcha. i don't know man i don't see how uh a sister eating her brother and uh there's uh, no noise i'm not gonna hear it her sister's titties uh is it's pretty is bad good. that's pretty bad so- the thing was, is like it laid out a really complex and terrifying. I mean, it's like a horror movie. So it like mm-hmm. laid out like a really complex and scary plot and then just ended with a fucking hair clip. <laughs> oh, boy. But uh, <laughs> zero out of ten must watch. <laughs> I'm definitely not watching it, bro. Yours seems the most interesting. Mine was just very confusing and rushed. <laughs> Dude. It was just so bizarre. Like, it was nuts. Well, guys, we did it. We did it for you. Uh, do not watch these shows. Um, Dan said read the manga if you're going to get interested in this thing. But hey, yeah, man, you- if, if you want to watch it, be my Ooh. guest. Let me know what you like. Okay. It's only uh, how many? Was that 26 minutes or something like that? Right? It was, yeah, 28 minutes. You've got to watch a lot of hentai ads every time you get a pop-up 16 times trying to go to the next episode because it's not on any 
major streaming platforms. You got to go to like Nine Anime or I, I don't even know them anymore, like Zoro or Toe or like Kiss Anime or whatever they are now. And uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a treat. I made the mistake of watching this at like eleven o'clock at night, and uh, I literally yeah. had to like go watch like Family Guy to like get my mind <laughs> off of the pupa, the pupa, dude. Yeah, I waited until the daytime to watch mine. But hey, what's, for you guys, at least y'all's was like 20, 30 minutes. Each one of my episodes was like 25 minutes. I feel like I had more happen in 28 minutes than you had in three episodes. So Yeah, not not much happened in mine, and it was just <laughs> very, very stupid. Uh, so what does pupa mean, though? What did it mean? A pupa is a form of like a bug basically evolving so you start like a caterpillar then it goes to a pupa then a or pupa caterpillar mm-hmm. so where does Wait, that no, no, fit no, no. in with it's, the it's, anime it's, though it's, it's uh it's between the larva and the adult stage okay so like before it goes into a metapod but where does that fit <laughs> in with the anime i'm assuming the the parasites get even scarier in the manga skin's okay. literally crawling okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I Imagine mean, her full on demon form was scary looking. Like, it looked like a freaking monster out of like your worst nightmare. Ay, ay, ay. Ay, ay, Oh, okay, okay, okay. But yeah, yeah I was, was I was dead ass shook. I was like messaging these guys at like midnight. Like, I, I can't I, sleep. I'm terrified. Like, what the fuck did I just watch? I, I woke up to that and I, I, I got a good chuckle out of your, your pain. I'm not going to lie. That's fine. Terrified of teddy bears now. I'll, I'll never look at a kid's teddy bear the same, dude. I'm just gonna be like, all oh, that teddy bear is about to get his ass kicked by his dad. <laughs> Yo. Okay. Okay, guys. Well, uh, GGs, uh, should we move on to um, more non uh, horrible topic? Yeah, yeah. I would like to move past this in my life. Never. So we're gonna move. (laughs) Oni John. Oh, dude. (laughs) So we're gonna go to our second topic of uh, the bullshit uh, episode. It's called "Who's Your Home Hero?" I almost said "Who's Your Daddy," but (laughs) thank God didn't. (laughs) I would have. I would have. I would have had to pick a very different character for "Who's Your Daddy." So, um, but to sum it up, today we're figuring out who we'd want to be our Kason if we were Tetsuo. So we're picking our sidekick that's going to help us outsmart Kyochi and the Yakuza. Kind of like uh, if you're following along with uh, our we- weekly rundown, My Home Hero. This is basically us being Tetsuo, and we're just trying to find somebody to be our uh, sidekick. That's That's basically it. But we're gonna lay down some rules real quick. Um, there's there's gonna be no special abilities or powers uh, coming in with the characters that we choose because we're going to the my home hero world where everybody is normal. Uh, it's like the world we're living in right now, uh, just your normal day Japan, Tokyo, all that good stuff. Uh, no lawyers or Death Note characters. No oh, low hanging fruit. No low hanging fruit, Dan. No. Yeah. No easy cop outs. So, um, also no beat 'em up characters. Characters like Goku, One Punch Man, uh, any of that type of deal. Um, because like like we said with the lawyers, 
we want to we want to kind of give an interesting uh, take. So we don't want somebody just you know just shitting on Dikuza just just because they can. So, uh, but yeah, I think I'm going first, right? Yes, sir. Go for it. Well, uh, the boys the boys uh, challenged me to not pick Naruto from Naruto. Oh, you mean Minato because yeah, that's your boy. Specifically I, Minato. I really would have picked Minato again just because, you know, he could bring in he could bring in my little uh, you know, the Hokage jacket again, bro. And I could get another one, you know. He just wants to see the drip. Yeah. And you know, it's their boy Minato. He's smart, but I I didn't I didn't pick him. I thought about picking Reagan, you know, but then again, they was like you always pick Reagan or Minato. So I was like, you're right. Let me pick somebody else. <laughs> yeah, we had to get him out of his comfort zone on this one. It, it took some convincing, but he he went along with it. Yeah. So I picked... Go ahead. I was going to say, if it was who's your daddy, who's your home hero, he would have still picked Minato or Reagan. So, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I stayed away from Minato or Reagan. Um, I picked uh, my man. From Cowboy Bebop, Spike Spiegel, the badass, the one and only. And one of the reasons why I picked him is because, you know, Kyochi and Yakuza, they're they're pretty smart, especially Kyochi. And, um, you know, Tetsuo is smart, too. He's been able to outsmart, uh, try to outsmart Kyochi and them um, at every turn, it seems like. So, but Spike, he's also very smart. And he's also a very intuitive person. Like he he possesses the ability to like quickly assess assess situations in real time and create plans that work and actually succeed most of the time. Um, and I feel like that would come in very handy uh, in this situation, especially planning evidence and stuff like that. If something doesn't go wrong, uh, something something goes wrong, you know, he can adjust and uh um make it happen still he's very resource resourceful uh when it comes to getting the job done i feel like uh would y'all agree with that yeah i'd say so like you said i think his biggest asset in being your sidekick in my home hero is his ability to judge a situation and judge character really really quickly he can pretty much look at somebody and kind of figure them out in seconds yeah does and, he get a gun? Because like guns are okay, right? Yeah, I mean guns are okay. Yeah, they have. Spike's got a mean shot, so. And that, that's another point, you know. Um, if worse comes to worse, you know, my man, he's a one man showstopper up in here. If he if he takes up the Glock, somebody gonna get shot. You know what I mean? <laughs> I believe his middle initial was B for Blicky. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm taking Spike over all the Yakuza any day. Um, but I don't think it would come to that. Um, because, you know, uh, with Tetsuo's uh, crime detective thinking and Spike's ability to make shit happen no matter what, mm-hmm. uh, I think that they could outsmart him. But as we've seen in My Home Hero, that may not matter because Kyochi still comes back on Tetsuo and maybe that's when uh uh my man pulls pulls out the clock, you know what I mean? 
And, but one of the things that I really like about Spike, though, is throughout every situation that I've ever seen him in, he's always cool, calm, and collected. The man don't get razzled for nothing. So, uh, the only thing I see hurting uh, this scenario is like he's got some pretty bad luck with money issues. Uh, <laughs> he can never seem to make money um, or get money. He's always broke, bro. Fucking broke uh, boy. Yeah. Hey, Spike, can you go pick up an ALS light for me? Nah, yeah. man, I ain't got no money. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to find some way. You'd have, and it's not like you can give him money because then I don't think he's a very responsible spender either. So, um, so, uh, besides that, like he's very laid back and lazy outside of missions too. So, uh, but I feel like that wouldn't really come into play if, uh, he was your friend or buddy or whatever. And, and he was helping you, uh, you know, deal with this shit. I feel like that wouldn't really come into play as much. So, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's who I would pick, um, outside of Naruto or Reagan, uh, it's Spike Spiegel, bro. He's a badass. He's a Spike Blicky Spiegel. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a pretty good pick. I thought, I think it is. Um, mine's going to be a stretch. I'll I'll go last here, but, uh, yeah, mine's, (laughs) mine's going to be a stretch, but it's going to be fun. I think it's gonna be really fun. I think you picked a good character. Um, a balanced, I'm proud of myself. A so. balanced character too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he can he can get it done, you know, um, intellectually, or if you know, worse comes to worse, you know, especially in like that shootout we saw um, on the road, you know, where they kind of got set up and guns was blazing. Man, Spike Spike would have thrown like he'd had that shit all upside down. Like they'd been begging. <laughs> there wouldn't be no video of Tetsuo made. You know, uh, saying he killed somebody, blah, blah, blah. It wouldn't have happened because Spike would have took them all out. Either so. that or there would have been some really funny scene with Spike driving the car. And you you like, <laughs> you're like, what the hell is going on here? And he's just dodging everything left and right being Spike. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I, yeah, I love Spike, bro. He's just my, he's just a vibe. He really is. So. Definitely. So I picked a character who has some similar traits to what Tyler said, but a very different kind of person. So I picked Lelouch Lamparoge from Code Geass, Lelouch of the Revolution or Rebellion. Um, basically, this is a kid with very lofty goals. He's a high schooler. He's like, I'm going to rule the world one day. Okay. He's highly intelligent. He's extremely cunning, just like Spike. He's cool, calm, and collected all the time. He's always up for a challenge. Like he's the kind of kid, like I think it's like the third or fourth episode of the show. Basically he goes and challenges like some noble chess master to chess and just smokes him. He thinks of life is a chess board to him. Um, one thing I think that'd be really useful that Lelosh has is that he doesn't have an issue using people to reach his goal. So if his goal is to help me get out of this, you know, he's got no problem sacrificing Koichi to save my family. Which I feel like a lot of people would have a hard time like dealing with that, you know? I mean, Tetsuo, you know, he was going to do the same shit. So, I mean, they'd be on the same page, you know what well, I mean? I'd have, a, I'd have a really hard time doing yeah. that. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's really deceptive and he's fantastic with costumes. You guys haven't watched this show yet, but um, definitely recommend it. I think if we do another 
showdown throwdown this might be the one i pick um but yeah i mean basically the kid goes from being a school to overthrowing an entire like world government organization that's a good person to have on your side for this kind of thing. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a fucking genius, too. I mean, if you look, if you Google, like, top 10 smartest anime characters, he's always, like, top five. Okay. All That's right. what you need. There you are... Can just, you could just take over the Yakuza. I, I could rule all of Japan, dude. No problem. <laughs> I, I would just be the buddy hanging out drinking beers with, like, a harem of ladies next to me while he does all the hard work. I think this is the first time I've actually uh, not tried to take over the world in one of these situations and dan has taken my spot so hey wow. man somebody's gotta have loftier goals <laughs> to save their family right <laughs> there are a couple things here though so uh he is kind of arrogant so that could get me into a little trouble he's also extremely narcissistic like he thinks he's the shit and like i said he uses people all the time like he is chessboard everybody else's pawns you know mm-hmm so that might get me in trouble. He might throw me under the bus. I don't yeah. know. If, you, but if, if you're it, getting in a situation where you're expendable, you're, you're probably gone is what it sounds like. Ah, uh, He's really good about protecting his friends. So, I mean, hopefully we're boys at this point. All right. <laughs> uh, so downsize is so he has an incredibly broken power. His uh, geos or geese is basically he has a power called absolute obedience. He can tell someone to do something, and if he uses his power, they will do it, no questions asked. So this would have been cake if I had his power, let me tell you. <laughs> Other downside is, since this is real world, there are no giant robots yet, so he can't pilot a giant robot. That just makes me sad, because who doesn't want to see a fucking giant robot? <laughs> Fair. But I think the traits that he has as a character, I can't go too much into it because you guys haven't seen the show yet. I think mm-hmm. the traits he has as a character would get me out of this bind pretty damn quick. Cool, man. Cool. Yeah, that's, you guys sound like you picked really uh, practical characters. Um, I, I went a different route uh, for myself. I, I would give you guys A's on this one uh, if I was grading you. Um <laughs> I, however, uh, went with a different route, a very different type of character. I chose Ed, Edward Wong from Cowboy Bebop. (laughs) Now, old Ed, she is a 14-year-old girl who is a master hacker, uh, actually deceptively smart. She actually beat a uh, chess master um, in one of her first games of chess. So she's really smart. She's really analytical. And how I would approach this instead of really getting into it with the Yakuza, I would probably just have her do a cyber attack on their cell phones, laptops, and their, uh, you know, their cyber infrastructure. That way they have a harder time communicating, um, keeping track of what's going on. And we saw that Tetsuo and Kaizen spend a lot of time trying to break into laptops, faking, uh, emails, faking social media posts, breaking into posts. That was like at least half of the episodes right there. Ed but, gets me past all those hurdles. But would you trust Ed into going to an apartment and figuring out how to get into it and breaking into a safe? We ain't even got to do that. It's not even get to that point. Ooh, if, uh, if we, uh, okay, and if and How if would you frame Kyochi though? The emails. Emails. The damn emails. Yeah, dude. We're going to hack all that shit and we're going to make him say shit he didn't say. 
We're not even gonna get to the safe part. Well, I'm 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 cutting this bullshit out like episode two. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I mean, going off of that, if I had Lelouch on my team, this would have been about a three episode show. It would have been done real quick. That's what I'm saying. Like it, we just we just cut it, frame QHE, frame whoever we want to frame, really. Um, and then we just fake some emails, fake some text messages and some phone calls. I'm sure Ed can come up with a voice changer if we need to get down to the nitty gritty and fake the, you know, like voice messages and things like that. The only, well, a, a big problem is her attitude um, <laughs> and her overall personality. She is batshit crazy. Um, Ed is Ed. Uh, she, she doesn't shut up. So I'd have to hide her somewhere. I couldn't keep her at my house. Um, she had to go live with uh, my relatives or somewhere. And we'd have to have a lot of phone calls, and she had to hide those themselves. Um, best I could do was like present her as like my odd cousin, or something like that. But at the same time, with how she is at like face value, they probably wouldn't suspect her of anything or being really smart and helping me in the first place. So I I feel like communication would be an issue with her uh, as far sleep. as telling her what to do and how to do it. I feel like she doesn't really listen that well. She just does what she wants. So I w- I would have to make it into a game. <laughs> you you thought ahead, okay? Yeah, I, you would have to make it into like a game. Um, and and frame these. They are really bad people, and frame them as bad people. And I don't need her to focus for too long. She's pretty quick when she gets down to business. But I I need like maybe an hour or two out of her to her just let her run run rampant through her through their uh electronical equipment um and i can get them all jumbled up probably i would probably never even be implicated um i'd say hey this guy right here we're we're bad person ed bad person get them get them (laughs) so i guess my only concern with having ed is that Uh could you deal with ed talking in the third person the entire time for my life, yes. Ed's <laughs> not sure if Ed thinks you could. Ed has yeah. doubts. Yeah, I went with a little bit more fun approach to this. I had to think outside of the box. I I did start off uh, with with trying to go with somebody just like she did a straight manipulative. But then I thought about how much time Tetsuo and Kaisen spent trying to get into laptops and bullshit and how much risk they had to take on to do that. Uh, I can clean up the goddamn apartment. Probably wouldn't even have to do that if if Ed just gets on her fucking job, which is a big if. That's a 50-50 split. Um, But (laughs) once I get over that hurdle, it's a wrap, I think. Um, And I did like that she was like from Earth and was familiar with technology uh, from around this time because she, even though she was born, I think, in like the, the 2050s, she still knew what like a VHS and shit like that was and was still able to fix and work on that equipment. So I think this would be fucking light work for her. She's used to dealing with spaceships and, and like, you know, interplanetary security protocol. I think a cell phone tower is pretty easy for her. That's light work. Ed thinks Ed agrees with Ed's statement. See, that that would get to me. But like, yeah, we're going to get get through it. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to get through that shit. I, I took the original route you were going with, with the highly manipulative, narcissistic like guy. Yeah, like, I- I was going to do ask a lot because that motherfucker can talk and he assesses people quickly. Only problem is he's from the fucking Viking age and he doesn't know yeah. any, anything. Yeah. Hey, can you go get me this computer? What's that? 
exactly brings, brings you back a toaster oven yes <laughs> yeah all jokes aside i really wanted to pick reagan boys like minato i didn't really want to pick because you know what would reagan do he's, Reagan's not that good, man. he's not that good of a he's liar a, he's a bullshitter he's been bullshitting all his life you see where he's got it's gotten him he's i mean he's just a bullshitter Reagan imagine would, if you had a bullshitter like that that's capable of doing just as much as Kasson is doing and I don't know if he's capable of doing that. Reagan would try and like climb down like the roof and would fall off it. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You would have the epic scene where he's just like, bro, you know. I'm just <laughs> imagining. So <laughs> like that. <laughs> if if you went like the My Home Hero route with Reagan, you would have him be really excited to film the fake movie of Nobuto. Because he'd be all about being that guy and he'd walk with such a stupid gait, it wouldn't even work. <laughs> <laughs> he'd be a I little just, too into it. I don't know, man. I, I just feel like he could get it done. He, I mean, he's just he's just a bullshitter. Like you put him in that situation and just be like, hey, you know, we got to do this and he's going to make it work somehow with some kind of bullshit way. So, yeah. So these guys, I had like four characters picked out for this and they all mm -hmm. got taken off the list. Like I was like, oh, I'll do Detective Conan. <laughs> <laughs> they're like oh i'm gonna take al i'm gonna take ace ace right you know or phoenix right ace attorney and like they're like nope no lawyers no death note <laughs> characters no this i'm like well what the fuck do i pick then so yeah I you go, gotta get creative yeah i yeah, had no detectives nothing like that bro dude freaking detective Cotto is such a funny character he's like a child detective <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the the death note characters that's just too easy you know light or l it's like okay of course right so we we didn't want you grabbing the fruit off the bottom of the tree hey man <laughs> you know actually no tyler hasn't seen death note so it would have been a similar situation where i couldn't talk too much like i could have went into some of the shit that lelosh has done but it would have spoiled the anime for you and i didn't want to do Got that you. so i hey, should have probably picked that. something from a show that you guys had seen but he hey, just I'm came right to mind i was like oh this guy's fucking manipulative i'm okay with spoilers you know you could have spoiled it for me so I would have still watched it eventually. Yeah. I think you guys are going to be watching it coming up because. All right, let's go. I think we got a, <laughs> we got another showdown throwdown coming up. Probably, honestly, right before uh, summer 2023, because I think we have some lulls in uh, shows ending that we're going to have to fill with some anime to watch, you know? Okay. Uh, we are. We are. So, yeah, I, please pick it. I've, I've been meaning to watch it anyway. Y'all probably going to like my next showdown throwdown. Oh, <laughs> boy. Are you doing Oshinoko? <laughs> Uh, I'll I'll do something that y'all never. Uh, usually, I try to do something that y'all would never watch. So, um, just just to throw it in there, see if y'all like it or not. You know, I don't really pick shows based on if if y'all will like it or not. I just do it based on if y'all would have watched it without me telling you to watch it. So. Well, there's a long list of shows that you like that we would not watch without you telling us to watch them. So. <laughs> Facts. But yeah, uh, that was that was pretty fun. I think. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Really interesting. <laughs> uh, I, I used a little bit different logic, but yeah, we all. I think we all got to the same place. I think we did pretty well overall. Definitely. Well, awesome guys. We appreciate you joining for this week's Anime Degens podcast again. Who would you pick to be your home hero? Join our Discord, linktree.com slash anime degens. We're getting close. We're getting close to getting a Discord link, a personalized one. So maybe boost up that channel if you know what I'm saying. Um, appreciate you guys. We'll see you next Tuesday for the rundown.
Later. I'm not afraid.